0: I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. We have lost quite a few musicians in 2022, and we're not yet Two months in. Jazz musicians M. Toomey and Khan Jamal, Indian percussionist Abad Al Roy, electronic composer John Appleton, and avant-garde classical composer George Crumb, Meatloaf and Ronnie Spector are gone, and so is King Crimson co-founder Ian MacDonald. But one loss hit a little bit closer to home, flute player Brian Dunning. He never released an album under his own name, but his was the sound of the Celtic fusion band and Night Noise, the Irish jazz trio Puck Fair, and numerous collaborations with keyboardist Jeff Johnson. He left the planet on February 10th. I have a tribute to him that includes the story of Night Noise and his work with Jeff Johnson. There are melodies,
1: there are recordings that will last and they will always be high examples of the genre of contemporary Celtic music or whatever you want to call it, and Brian will always be thought of as one of the, not just pioneers, but one of the lights in that genre of music.
0: I don't know about you, but these days, when I want to hear something, I want to hear it now. Well, if you like the music I talk about in the Echoes podcast, then you can do that with Echoes Online. Echoes Online streams all 10 hours of weekly Echoes programming on demand. Plus, those 10 hours are released as music-only streams. No talking, just music. That means no me. So don't listen to the music of Echoes on someone else's schedule. Do it whenever you want. Head to Echoes.org to find out more about Echoes Online. Subscribe now and hear Echoes whenever you want, wherever you are, pretty much. And now, let's remember Brian Dunning. Many of the musicians you hear on Echoes are among our favorites, but only a few of them are friends. Brian Dunning was one of those. He was an extraordinary flute player who breathed melody out of every pore of his being. He came to renown with the Celtic fusion band Night Noise, but he did the greatest body of his work with keyboardist jeff johnson brian was on the show about a dozen times in live performances and interviews and became along with jeff a true friend of the show but now brian dunning has passed leaving the planet on february 10th after a long illness we remember him today
1: you always knew it was Brian. Brian had a very, very distinctive personality and sound and tone in the way he played the flute.
2: It's a great thing when someone has all the virtuosity where you know they can play anything, but they are tasteful and musical enough to know that they don't need to always show that off.
3: My philosophy on music is I don't mean a thing if you can't make it up as you go along.
0: Brian Dunning set the standard for Celtic flute playing. The only thing was, he didn't think he played. Celtic music. Keyboardist and composer Jeff Johnson collaborated with Brian on some two dozen albums across 30 years. With titles like Patrick, Music of Celtic Legends, and Irelandia, they certainly seemed Celtic.
1: Brian would be quick to point out to say that I'm not a traditional player. Those guys and gals, they know way more than me. They have everything in their head. They can play any tune. From the book that you know you ask him to, he says i 'm not that way i'm a jazz player, and that's what motivates me that 's where I come from it's improvisation.
0: but the Celtic reputation worked for them when they were asked to compose a musical companion to a novel by Stephen Lawhead.
1: When I met Steve and Alice Lawhead for the first time, they said, "Well, so how do you think you're going to treat this musically?" and I said, "Well I obviously am not Irish or Scottish or anything, but I've just met a guy named Brian Dunning. And they go, Brian Dunning, you mean the Brian Dunning in in Night Noise? And I go, yeah, oh man, that's one of our favorite bands.
0: Born in Dublin in January of 1952, Brian Dunning studied flute at the Royal Irish Academy of Music before heading to the Jazz Machine of the Berklee College of Music in Boston. He studied with the man with the golden flute, James Galway. Jazz was his passion, and he played with British jazz pianist Stan Tracy. seems like a long way from the music that he was renowned for playing, but in a 1991 interview with Night Noise, he told me that, on his way to the jazz club, he met fellow Irishman and guitarist, Michael O'Donnell. I suppose I met
3: Mihal about ten years ago in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, we had a little jam together. Up to then, I'd been used to just improvising with jazz musicians, and I found that playing with Mihal, he gave me a kind of a different carpet to walk on. I could still improvise as free as I liked, but it was—it uh, made me go in different directions because of the way he played.
0: Michael went on to form Night Noise, began as a one-off project with violinist and producer Billy Oske, they recorded an album for Windham Hill Records where Bob Duskus was working in promotions before moving to the A&R department.
2: Night you know, Noise didn't start as a band. They started as Michal and Billy Oski. And then when that relationship ended, the band dynamic was interesting because it was Michal O'Donnell and his sister, Trina. So you had that family thing, which came with all of the, the great stuff and the complicated stuff that family relationships bring And I think Brian really helped make them a band, you know, really helped make that transition from a project, a recording project, into a band. And then later when Johnny Cunningham also joined, that was sort of the final piece of the puzzle that made them, you know, a great touring band and a real unit, like a democratic unit. And he was such an easygoing guy that he really, he was like a glue in the band on a personal level as well as a musical level.
0: Night Noise was among the musicians who kick-started the Celtic wave of the 1990s. One thing they were known for was their gorgeous slow airs, but Brian wasn't
3: thrilled with that at first. That was one of the things I didn't like about the Band of course, when I started playing, it was like a lot of the tunes tended to be slow. (laughs) Jeff Johnson. Yeah,
1: I mean, and I, I, uh, (laughs) that's really funny, um, he, uh, he could play fast. (laughs)
3: <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but he was good at the, at the slow ones too.
0: He got his fast ya out with the band Puck Fair, which he formed with Miel O'Donnell and Irish percussionist Tommy Hayes. Bob Duskus.
2: I think he ripped it up a little bit more. He shredded a little bit more and showed you, yeah, I can do this. But with Night Noise, it was often a nice balance between texture and
0: virtuosity. And and so,
2: yeah, just great.
0: But jazz did come into Night Noise through Brian.
2: The jazz element that he brought to that band and to his playing was really, it added a really great touch to the music for sure.
0: brought a lot of poignancy to his own compositions. You can hear it in his song, The Kid in the Cot, written for his firstborn, and his Christmas lament, Toys Not Ties. Triona Nidano.
3: Toys Not Ties, I think he used to tell the story about that, how um, on Christmas, uh, you know, Santa Claus and, he believed and all of that and then instead of a lovely present, he opened it up and there was a tie a tie that you would wear around your shirt and kind of held it up and went, what's this? So that was his toys, not ties.
0: noise effectively lasted 13 years, but Brian's longest and most prolific music relationship has been with American musician Jeff Johnson. It was an interesting relationship between Johnson, an avowed and practicing Christian, and Brian Dunning, who was not. Brian, you know, used to
1: tell me stories about, you know, his life growing up in parochial school and uh, it basically made him an atheist. And I found those stories not only fascinating, but hilarious because, I mean, the way Brian would tell them, it was just, you just had to laugh. I mean, they they were so
0: terrible. But Brian had a different kind of spirit.
1: Brian thought of his music as coming from a spiritual source. You know, when you listen to Brian, There is a spirituality in his music that it's just so apparent.
0: Brian Dunning was known as much for being a tour as a musician, which I can attest to through many dinners. Bob Duskus. I
2: don't think you could ever meet anyone who had more than a passing acquaintance with him that didn't have very strong, warm feelings towards him. You know, he was just one of those guys.
0: As I spoke to Trina Nadonal on Zoom, she was still reeling from the news of Brian's death, which had only occurred the day before. Even as we spoke, Condolences were rolling in.
3: There are messages coming in, John. There's like from from Barbara Higby, uh, uh, and, and you know, we did many. Barbara was with us on some of those winter solstice tours, and Liz story and Philip Ahberg and Alex DeGrassi, and you know, we were a family when we were touring together on the right. road. All kinds of crap.
0: Sadly, two of the four primary musicians of Night Noise have also passed. Trina's brother, Michael O'Donnell, in 2006, and violinist, Johnny Cunningham, in 2003. At least Trina is the last one standing.
3: Yeah, I just can't believe that um, our lovely Brian is no longer with us. I hope there is an afterlife and he's up there with Johnny and Mihal. <laughs> We'll be having some crack, as we say. There, yeah,
0: There you go. I hope so, too. Brian Dunning, gone at 70. He leaves behind his wife, Fiona, and their three children, Gordy, Jules, and Jack. He also leaves behind a wealth of beautiful music. Jeff Johnson. There
1: were times we'd be playing, and I almost had to stop from what I would hear coming out of his flute, because it was just amazingly brilliant. It was amazing. And to just be, to just be uh, in the presence of it and on the stage uh, and to just be so close to it and near it uh, was really an extraordinary experience for me.
0: has been on a couple of echoes cd of the month picks with jeff johnson i'll have the links to those in the posting for this podcast just go to echoes.org next week on the podcast special effects founder kaylee munucci talks about his more introspective solo album someone's singing I'm John libretto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. See you next week or tonight on the radio somewhere in the country or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.